Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Like, hey, what's happening? <laughs> Welcome back to Idris and Asphalt, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. And today we're talking about season four, episode eight, called Wishful Thinking. So we start in a gym locker room. There's a woman taking a shower in a stall. Through the door, we see a naked teenage boy watching her. Ew. I know. She turns around and the boy disappears. She gets out of the shower and wraps herself up in a towel. On the other side of the open shower door, we see a handprint in the steamed door glass. The invisible boy. Did I mention he was invisible? I think I just said naked boy. <laughs> He's I, supposed to be invisible. Yes. But then how do we see him? He was not invisible. Yeah. Well, we kind of get into that, into the... Um, the episode a little bit okay. later but yeah he like you see him and then you don't see him and you see him and you don't yeah. see him but you know he's still there okay. so it's like it's like indeterminate if he's like invisible if he's a ghost if he's right know, whatever okay so the invisible boy starts walking and we see wet footprints appearing on the floor the woman says hello is anybody there but no one responds she takes the towel off her head and throws it towards a bin but the towel gets stuck on the invisible boy's head she stares at it and the boy says um hello mrs armstrong <laughs> she screams i would probably like have a little bit of a heart attack yeah you know? <laughs> like- yes <laughs> and then we get our opening title sequence so we cut to a restaurant dean is doing shots hey. <laughs> shots by himself <laughs> Sam says, it just doesn't make any sense, Dean. I mean, why would Uriel, 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 I'm saying it. Uriel. Uriel. Also, okay, speaking of shots. Okay. We tried the purple nurples. Oh, okay. So last night, see, I told you we had news. I was like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Last night we were celebrating um, my cousin's, what would have been her 34th birthday, she did pass last January, so we had a supernatural party mm-hmm. at my aunt Kelly's house, and we and she made purple nurples for everybody. And it they was were, they were good. Yeah, we also had was it Crowley's kiss. Mm-hmm. We and, don't know Crowley yet, though. We don't know Crowley so, yet, but but he has a. We had a drink dedicated to him. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. So, anyways, it was a really fun party, and we did yes. lots of shots. There's there's a few things of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and fun fact, if the shot you're taking tastes horrible, all you have to do is chase it with cream soda, and it's delicious. Because mm-hmm. I think is the cream soda is so sweet mm-hmm. that like it just disguises the taste of any horrible thing. Yeah, <laughs> we were drinking the Kettle One um, cucumber uh, cucumber mint. Mm-hmm. Is that right? And yeah. it just is too cucumbery, mm-hmm. too much. It kind of tastes like. What I would imagine if grass burned. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's not good, but it's not super sugary, so it doesn't, like, make you feel like crap. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. I really like it. That's my favorite one to drink right now just because it, it, there's, like, no come down. I have this really blissful drunk, <laughs> and I don't have a hangover afterwards. But... I don't know if it's worth it. Honestly, it tastes so bad. You might just have to drink less of something better. Oh. I mean, but really? (laughs) Is that such a, oh. Yeah. It's like, "Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So um, Sam says, it just doesn't make any sense, Dean. I mean, why would Uriel tell me you remembered hell if you didn't? Dean says, maybe because he's a prick. Might have something to do with it. Sam says, maybe, but he's still an angel. Dean says, yeah, an angel who is ready to level an entire town. Look, I don't know what. And then a waiter comes up and says, sorry, I wrote something really weird here. And so, okay, so a waiter comes up and says, radical, what else can I get you guys? Mm-hmm. Sam says, um, I think we're good. The waiter says, yeah, you want a couple of fryer bombs or a chipotle chili chonga? He's, like, way too happy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dean says, no, no, we're still good. The waiter says, okay, awesome, and walks away. Dean says, Sam, honestly, I have no idea why Uriel told you what he did, okay? Then he does another shot. (laughs) Sam says, right. Dean says, what? Sam says, okay, fine, then look me in the eye and tell me you don't remember a thing from your time down under. So Dean looks him in the eyes and says, I don't remember a thing from my time down under. I don't remember, Sam. Sam says, look, Dean, I just want to help. Dean says, you know everything I do, okay? That's all there is. That's not how he says it. Dean says, you know everything I do, okay? That's all there is. The waiter comes back over and says, outstanding. Dessert time? Huh? Am I right? Dean says, dude. 
the waiter so says, obnoxious. I know. The waiter says, listen, bros, you've got to try our ice cream extreme. It's extreme. <laughs> Sam says, no extremities, please. Just the, the waiter says, check. All right. Awesome. And he puts the check on the table and walks away. Dean says, all right. So where do we go from here? Sam says, I'm not sure. looks like it's been pretty quiet lately. No sign of demon activity. No omens or portents I can see. Dean says, that's good news for once. Sam says, yeah, just a typical smattering of crank UFO sightings and one possible vengeful spirit. He turns his computer to Dean and says, here, check it out. Up in concrete, Washington. Yay, Yay, Washington! Washington. (laughs) Where is concrete? That's a real place. I've never heard of it. It's probably... I have. Well, I mean, I have according to the show, Mm -hmm. but I've never, like, heard of it outside of that. I think I have I don't know. I want to say it's, like, well... Okay, near Skagit County. Uh, isn't that the more? population was seven hundred and thirty-two at the two thousand ten census? Oh my goodness! Census. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, that's so little. So there's got to be. Okay, I don't know where Skagit County is. So, I don't know where Skagit County is. It's about. Oh, why? Come on, work. Concrete. It's probably about. Mm, it looks like it'd probably be like a couple hours away from here. Okay, but in what direction? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out, but it's not like... I don't think it's in eastern Washington. Okay, it's... Come on, work with me here. Lake Shannon? Where is Lake Shannon? I don't know, I've never heard Mount of Lake Baker Shannon. Baker National Forest. So that's... Okay, so as I'm looking at a map, you go up north from Seattle. It's like getting really close to Canada. So Cedar Woolley. Okay. Got it. It's like, so Rockport, Mansford. So if you go at, it looks like at Burlington, Mm -hmm. you go east on 20 for a while. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of it's. Mount Baker Snoqualmie National Forest is, like, near it. Okay, cool. Anyways. (laughs) Okay, so up in concrete Washington, eyewitness reports of a ghost that's been haunting the showers of a woman's health facility. The victim claims that the ghost threw her down a flight of stairs. Dean spits his drink out when Sam mentions women's showers. (laughs) He gets his wallet out to pay and closes Sam's computer. Sam says, I can see you're very interested. (laughs) Dean says, women? Showers? We've got to go save these people. (laughs) So we cut to concrete Washington. Sam and Dean roll up in baby and park in front of number one Lucky Chen's restaurant. Sam gets out and goes inside. He sits down with Mrs. Armstrong. She says, I'm not surprised the spirit world chose to make contact with me. I'm something of a natural sensitive. (sighs) Sam says, yeah, Sam says, I can sense that about you, Candace. That whole sensitive thing. She says, so what did you say you're calling your book? Sam says, oh, well, uh, the working title is supernatural (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've been crossing the country gathering stories like yours but anyways you were telling me about your encounter she says yes well once i saw the apparition that's when i started to run she pauses because sam is staring at a couple making out at another table the dude is super nerdy looking and the girl is like gracie like you could tell he hasn't showered (laughs) yeah and the girl is super beautiful okay this dude who we get to know a little bit later, uh-huh. is totally Ted Raimi. So his brother, Sam Raimi, does um, some of the Spider-Man movies, and um, he did the Evil Dead movies, which Ted Raimi so is in as a zombie. Well, I don't huh. know if they're called zombies. I think they're called Deadites. That's right. Huh. So Ted Raimi and Sam Raimi are, like, super popular in the horror genre. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. So I was excited to see him <laughs> looking greasy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and the girl is super beautiful and they are going at it. <laughs> to Candace, Sam says, and you said the ghost chased you. She says, not just that. It knew my name. It kept yelling, Mrs. Armstrong, Mrs. Armstrong. And that's when I hit the stairs and fell. Sam says, you fell? The ghost didn't push you? She says, oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it did. Maybe. Sam asks, did you feel like it meant to hurt you? Like, was it violent? Or she says, it was a ghost. I'm lucky to be alive. Yeah. Anyways, I was at the bottom of the stairs, and that's when it got weird. It helped me up. Sam says, say again? She says, yeah, it helped me up. And it kept saying over and over, please don't tell my mom. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, that's weird. 
So we cut to Sam meeting Dean outside the women's health facility. Dean's reading a newspaper with the headline, Local Man Wins Lottery. Sam says, well, you pick up anything? Dean says, no EMF in the shower or anywhere else. This house is clean. Sam says, yeah, I'm not surprised. I kind of got that feeling back there. That crazy push Mrs. Armstrong down the stairs. <laughs> Dean says, I got to tell you, I'm pretty disappointed. Sam says, you wanted to save naked women. Dean <laughs> says, damn right I wanted to save some naked women. So we cut to a young boy being chased down the street by a pack of boys. One of the chasers yells, come on, guys, get him. They run by Sam and Dean, and Dean yells, run, Forrest, run. <laughs> it's kind of an asshole thing to say in that moment. I mean, also kind of hilarious, but yes. Yeah, so Not for the boy getting chased, no. I feel like. <laughs> Sam says, sorry, Dean, but I don't think anything is going on around here. They notice a cop and a man having a heated conversation a little way down the street. The guy named Gus says, how the hell was I supposed to get a look at it? It grabbed me from behind and threw me into a tree. Dean says, something's going on. The cop says, yeah, okay, Gus, I understand you got shook up. Anyone would be. But don't you think it had to be a bear? Gus says, I know a damn bear track when I see one. This thing didn't leave bear tracks. Its feet were huge. It was Bigfoot, Hal. The Bigfoot. (laughs) The cop says, Gus, you're not talking sense here. Gus says, there's a Bigfoot out there, damn it. And he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> I would I would imagine that if, you know, a Bigfoot did exist, it would probably be a, know, son a, a son of a bitch. A son of a bitch. You know, yeah. like, just kind of like, you're a jerk. Dude. Yeah, totally. Stop wrecking my stuff. You know? Right, <laughs> totally, yeah. Sam says, excuse us, FBI. Yes, sir, we're here about that, uh, the cop says, about Bigfoot? Sam says, that's right, sir. Can you tell me exactly where this happened? Gus says, yes, I can. So we cut to Sam and Dean walking through the woods. Dean says, what the hell's going on in this town? First, there's a ghost that's not real, and now a Bigfoot sighting? Sam says, well, every hunter worth his salt knows Bigfoot's a hoax. Dean says, well, maybe someone's pumping LSD into the town water supply. (laughs) Then they come across some huge footprints in the dirt. Dean says, okay, what do you suppose made that? Sam says, that, uh is a big foot (laughs) so they follow the footprints they lead to the back door of a liquor store the door has been pulled off its hinges inside the place is a mess dean says so what bigfoot breaks into a liquor store jonesing for some hooch (laughs) he bends down and looks at some empty bottles on the floor dean says amaretto and irish cream he's a girl drink drunk (laughs) 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 sam goes over to the nudie magazines and says hey check this out Dean comes over and says, he took the whole porno rack. (laughs) Sam grabs a tuft of hair that is sitting on the rack. Dean says, well, I'll say it again. What the hell is going on in this town? (laughs) They walk out the front door and sit down on a bench to ponder. Dean says, I got nothing. Sam says, it's got to be a joke, right? Some big ass mother in a gorilla suit? Dean says, or it's a Bigfoot. You know, he's some kind of alcoholo porno addict. (laughs) Kind of like a deep woods Duchovny. Do you get that reference? Uh, David Duchovny is the guy who plays Mulder on the X-Files. And oh, the actor in real life has had a lot of problems with sex addiction. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, ruined his marriage to Taya Leone. And, I don't know. Yeah. These people oh, are. okay. Okay. Well, anyways. Yeah. Mulder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then a young girl rides her bicycle past him. A magazine falls out of her basket, but she doesn't notice. The magazine is Busty Asian Beauties. Dean picks it just it, keeps popping up. I know. <laughs> Dean picks it up and says, a little young for busty, busty Asian beauties. The girl puts a box on the back doorstep of the liquor store. In the box is a bunch of magazines, some liquor bottles, and a note that says, sorry. The little girl wheels her bike down the path that Sam and Dean were on, the path through the woods. They follow her and baby. That doesn't make sense to me. She drives off into a path in the woods. How do they follow her in their car? I mean, my guess, the only or thing I could car. figure is that... The path leads to, like, the road. And so they just, like, drove to the road. Okay. I don't know. That's the only thing I can remember. Yeah, because I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm -mm. Dean says, what's this? Like a Harry and the Hendersons deal? So they knock on the little girl's door, and she answers. She says, hello. Sam says, hello. Um, could we, you know what? Are your parents home? She says, nope. Mm -hmm. Dean says, uh, have you seen a really, really furry? She says, is he in trouble? Sam says, no, not at all. We just wanted to make sure he was okay. Dean says, exactly. The little girl's name is Audrey. She says, he's my teddy bear. I think he's sick. 
Dean says, wow, um, amazing, because you know what? We're teddy bear doctors, and they hold up their fake IDs. Mm-hmm. Audrey says, really? Can you please take a look at him? The boys say, sure. So Audrey takes him upstairs. Um, she says, he's in my bedroom. He's pretty grumpy. She knocks on the bedroom door and calls out, Teddy, there's some nice doctors here to see you. She opens the door, and there is a very large teddy bear watching <laughs> the news. <laughs> teddy says, close the freaking door. <laughs> Audrey closes the door and says, see what I mean? All I ever wanted was a teddy, which was big, real, and talked. But now he's sad all the time. Not ouch sad, but ouch in the head sad. <laughs> That's <laughs> the things that children say. I know. She says, said really weird stuff and smells like the bus. <laughs> Dean says, um, little girl. She says, Audrey. Dean says, Audrey, how exactly did your teddy become real? She says, I wished for it at the wishing well. Dean opens the bedroom door again, and Teddy points to the TV and says, Look at this. Can you believe this crap? (laughs) Dean says, Not really. Teddy says, It's a terrible world. Why am I here? Audrey says, For tea parties. (laughs) Teddy says, Tea parties? Is that all there is? (laughs) Then Teddy starts crying. Dean closes the door again. (laughs) Sam says, Audrey, give us a second, okay? Sam and Dean step away to talk privately. Sam says, Are we... Should we, are we going to kill this teddy bear? <laughs> Dean says, how? Do we shoot it? Burn it? Sam says, I don't know, both? Dean says, how do we even know that's going to work? I don't want some giant flaming pissed off teddy on our hands. <laughs> Sam says, yeah, besides, I get the feeling that the bear isn't really the core problem here. <laughs> Audrey, where are your parents? Audrey says, my mom wished they were in Bali, so I think they're in Bali. Sam says, okay, I'm really sorry to have to break this to you but your bear is sick yeah he's got dean says lollipop disease it's not uncommon for a bear his size mm-hmm. but see it's really contagious sam says yeah so is there someone maybe a grown-up that you can stay with while we treat him audrey says mrs hurley lives down the street dean says perfect sam says good yeah good we'd like you to stay there for a few days okay she agrees dean says oh audrey where is this wishing well so we cut to the wishing well. It's in the number one Lucky Chen's restaurant. The young boy who was running from the bully earlier is throwing a coin into the well. His name is Todd. He leaves the restaurant just as Sam and Dean are entering. The boys go up to the well. Dean says, think it works? Sam says, got a better explanation for Teddy back there? <sighs> Dean says, well, there's one way to find out. He pulls out some change. And Sam asks, what are you going to wish for? Dean says, shh, not supposed to tell. He throws a coin in. Just then a delivery guy comes into the restaurant and says, somebody order a foot-long Italian with jalapeno? Dean says, that'd be me. (laughs) So we cut to Sam and Dean sitting at a table while Dean eats his sub sandwich. Dean says, I think it works, dude. That was pretty specific. Sam says, the teddy bear, the sandwich. Dean pulls out the newspaper that shows a local man who won the lottery. He says, I'm guessing this. Sam says, I'm guessing that. And he nods to another table with the same couple who were making out earlier. Dean says, well, that definitely goes on the list. What are we supposed to do, huh? Okay, is it that unrealistic that a beautiful woman is making out with a super nerd? I don't think it's that I don't think it's unrealistic. that unrealistic. I, I mean, as unrealistic as they're making it. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know. I got a soft spot for nerds, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think... I would assume that it must be, yeah, I don't know why it would seem, like, so obvious. That's the thing. Like, that kind of confused me, too. I was like, I don't know why this is, like, such a, yeah. like, glaringly bright, you know, light for them. Like, look at this over here. You right. Know? Exactly. I don't know. Dean says, what are we supposed to do, huh? Stop people's wishes from coming true? Sounds like kind of a douchey thing to do. Sam says, yeah, maybe. But come on, man. When... Has some, oh, when does something like this ever come out with a price tag? And usually a deadly one. Dean says, I don't know. It's a damn good sandwich. All right, fine. <laughs> we'll put a hold on the wishing until we figure out what's going on. Just then a waiter comes over and says, uh, gentlemen, I'm sorry. We don't allow people to eat outside food here. Dean says, well, I am certainly not going to eat the inside food here. Uh, Dean holds up an ID and says, health department, you, my friend, have a rat infestation. We're going to have to shut this place down under emergency hazard code 5-6-C. The waiter says, rats? So we cut to Dean sweeping all the coins up from the drained wishing well. Dean says, typical fountain, plaster Buddha, nothing I can see. 
The waiter says, yes, nothing. We keep a clean place here. Sam says, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave during the preliminary investigation, okay? Thank you. So the waiter walks away. Dean says to Sam, oh, come on, aren't you a little bit tempted? Sam says, no, wouldn't be real. I wouldn't trust it. Dean says, I don't know, that bear seemed pretty real. Mm-hmm. Come on, if you could wish yourself back, you know, before it all started. Think about it. You'd be some big yuppie lawyer with a nice car and white picket fence. Sam says, not what I'd wish for. Dean says, seriously? Sam says, it's too late to go back to our old lives, Dean. I'm not that guy anymore. Dean says, all right. Well, what then? Hmm? What would Sammy wish for? And also, thank goodness he's not that guy anymore. <laughs> I know. Sam says, Lilith's head on a plate. Bloody. Dean says, okay. What is that? And he noticed a different sized coin in the well. Sam says, some kind of old coin. I don't recognize the markings. Dean tries to pick it up, but it won't budge. Sam says, lift with your legs. <laughs> Dean says, is that little mother welded on there? So we cut to Dean walking into the restaurant with a crowbar. Sam's got a sledgehammer. The waiter follows them to the fountain. Dean tries to pry the coin free with the crowbar. And the waiter says, hey, you're going to break my fountain. Sam says, sir, I don't want to slap you with a 44-16, but I will. The waiter leaves. And Dean tries to pry the coin loose using the sledgehammer on the crowbar. It breaks the hammer. Also, he looks really happy about being able to hit something with a sledgehammer. Oh, yeah, he does. He sure does. (laughs) Sam says, coin's magical. Dean says, boy, I'd say. Sam says, I think it's hoodoo that's protecting the well. That's protecting the well. Dean says, I don't think we can destroy this. Sam does a pencil rubbing on the coin and hands the paper to Dean. He says, all right, here, you got to look into this. Dean's like, where are you going? Sam says, something just occurred to me. Sam leaves. We cut to the women's fitness locker room. There's a woman wearing a towel, brushing her hair. We see the wet footprints appearing on the ground. Suddenly, Sam is there, and he grabs the shoulder of the invisible person who is who immediately becomes visible. Sam says, don't worry, ma'am. I'm with the health department, and he holds up a badge. The woman leaves. Sam says to the naked dude, so you can turn it on and off, huh? Naked dude says, how did you know that I was... Sam says, you actually walked up to a wishing well, dropped in a dime, and wished to be invisible so you could spy on women in the shower. <laughs> Naked dude says, no, no, that's crazy. <laughs> but Sam, also. <laughs> yeah. Sam says, put on some pants and stay visible. Naked dude says, okay. So we <laughs> cut to Dean walking down the street. He sees the young boy, Todd, chasing the group of bullies. Todd yells, you better run. Todd's, Todd stops when he sees Dean staring. Todd says, you got a problem, mister? Dean (laughs) says, what? No. So Todd keeps chasing the bullies. Then Dean's stomach starts rumbling. (laughs) We cut to Sam walking into their motel room. Dean is at the toilet throwing up. Sam says, Dean, you all right? Dean says, the wishes turned bad, Sam. The (laughs) wishes turned very bad. (laughs) Sam says, the sandwich, huh? Dean comes out of the bathroom wiping his mouth. He says, the coin was Babylonian. It's cursed. I found some fragments of a legend. The serpent is Tiamat. Tiamat? I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I don't remember. It's Tiamat, like it's so. familiar. It sounds familiar. Tiamat. Yeah. Which is the Babylonian god of primordial chaos. I guess their priests were working some serious black magic. Sam says, they made the coin. Dean says, yeah. So, so sow the seeds of chaos. That's a weird sentence. So whoever tosses a coin in the wishing well makes a wish. It turns on the well. Then it starts granting wishes to all comers. Sam says, but the wishes get twisted. You ask for a talking teddy. Dean says, you get a bipolar nut job. (laughs) Sam says, so you get, Sam says, and you get an E. coli. This thing has turned more than one town upside down over the centuries. It's even wiped a few off off the map. I mean, one person gets their wish. It's trouble, but everybody gets their wish. Sam says, it's chaos. Any way to stop it? Dean says, one way. we got to find the first wisher, whoever dropped the coin in and made the first wish. They're the only ones who can pull it back out and reverse the wishes. So for now, we got a couple of nutso dreams coming true. But once the word gets out about the well, things are going to get crazier and crazier. We cut to inside Audrey's room with the teddy bear. There's a chalkboard, and written on it is the message, Life is Meaningless, <laughs> signed T-Bear. Teddy is crying, and we see that he has a shotgun under his chin. The camera pans away from him, and we hear the gun go off, and a bunch of teddy bear stuffing <laughs> flies into the air. We look back at Teddy, who is still alive, and he yells, Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> 
Poor Teddy <laughs> having his existential crisis, which I totally understand. I mean, you know, everybody's got to have one at some point. <laughs> yeah, for real. I thought, like, I, I think I told you that I, like, had a very brief, like, 48 hours of an existential crisis. This Maybe. Is, this is, like, before my, my cousin told me that she was going to stop doing dialysis. It was, like... It was, like, the week before, uh-huh. and I had a very bad two days where I was, like, oh, my God, Everything life is, is, life is meaningless. Yeah. Like, what is the point? And, uh. I, and then and I, like, Googled how I was feeling, and it was, like, Google's, like, you're having an existential crisis. And I was, like, oh. So then I did a bunch of research on it. It kind of, like, pulled myself out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and then my cousin was, like, oh, by the way, I'm – okay, she didn't say it like that. She wasn't, yeah. like, by the way. Yeah. She – but she, you know, told me that she was going to stop dialysis and you only live for, like, one to two weeks after that, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, Ugh. Yeah. And then it's been pretty good. But every now and then, and by every now and then, I mean, like, once a week, I have a day of, like, why? <laughs> just in general or what? Like, yeah, just, like, yeah. in an existential way. So, like, huh. I thought I was over my existential crisis, but I have, like, a day a week where I am deep in it. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. So I get it. Is it, like days that you have to like work or days that you have to you know like anything particular that you do no no like, it's not it, there's huh? no there's no like rhyme to it no, huh? re- yeah that's interesting I just, yeah yeah it's very weird <laughs> yeah do people who are really religious have existential crisis like is that because I, I don't have like religion to uh, yeah. be like this is the meaning you oh, know what i mean well i mean everybody has their moments of yeah (laughs) you know it's I just wonder it's just it's like it's it's not that you wouldn't have that it's just that you would have a better way of dealing with it yeah I get it okay yeah that's pretty much the best yeah because part of me is like oh man if I believed in you know this that would then it was like you'd still have your crisis but then you'd be like okay but it's okay because you know whatever so yeah okay yeah yeah well, I get this teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all been that teddy yeah. bear a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to Sam and Dean's motel room. Sam is doing some research while Dean sleeps. Dean is dreaming about his time in hell. Sam says, Dean, wake up. Dean says, what? I'm up. I'm up. Sam says, sleep well. Dean says, yep. Tan, rested, and ready. Mm-hmm. And he grabs his bottle of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Sam says, Dean, come on, man. You think I can't see it? Dean says, see what? Sam says, the nightmares, the drinking, I'm with you 24-7. I know something is going on. Dean says, Sam, please. Sam says, Uriel wasn't lying, but you are. You remember hell, don't you? Dean says, what do you want from me, huh? What? Sam says, the truth, Dean. I mean, I'm your brother. I just wish you'd talk to me. Dean says, careful what you wish for. Sam says, cute. (laughs) Dean says, come on, can we stow the couple's therapy, huh? We're on a job. I want to work. What do you got? Please. Sam says, we got teddy bear, lottery guy, invisible pervert guy. They all must have wished sometime in the last two weeks. But who wished first? How are we supposed to know who wished for what and when? Dean is looking at a newspaper. He says, well, it helps when they announce it in the paper. Mm -hmm. He shows it to Sam. It says, under engagements, Wesley Mondale and Mrs. Hope Lynn Casey have announced their surprise engagement. It's the couple that was making out at the restaurant. Dean says, ah, true love. Sam says, best lead we got. So we cut to Wesley at home, sleeping in a chair. Hope comes into the room with a giant meal. She says, Wes, are you sleeping? He says, oh, no, I was just resting my eyes. She (laughs) says, I thought you might want a snack. He says, oh, wow, Hope, you didn't have to do that. She says, I wanted to. Well, no, I had to, because I love you more than anything, lover. Wes says, "Uh, Hope, sit down, okay? So she does. Wes says, Hope, are you happy? She says, I love you more than anything. Wes says, I know. I love you very much. That's why I want you to start doing things that make you happy. Uh, Wait, that made, sorry. I want you to start doing things that made you happy before. Hope says, yes, Wes, I'll try to be happier. I'll start right away. Wes says, no, no, that's not what I mean. Hope says, oh, Wes, please, please don't be angry with me. You know I just die. I die. A little bit dramatic. (laughs) Wes says, no, no, don't. I'm not angry. I am not angry. She says, then let me make it up to you, Wes. Let me make it right. She starts to get up on him when the doorbell (laughs) rings. It's Sam and Dean. Okay. I'm sorry. The first thing that popped into my head was that stupid, jump on it. Jump (laughs) on it, dog. (laughs) That's pretty great. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. I love it. 
So it's Sam and Dane. Hope brings them over to Wes and says to Wes, you didn't tell me that you called the florist for the wedding. You're the best. I'm going to go get my folders. She leaves the room. Dean says, Wesley, how's it going? Wesley says, it's Wes. Aren't you guys from the health department? Sam says, yeah, and the florist on the side. Mm. Dean says, plus FBI. And on Thursday, we're teddy bear doctors. <laughs> Doesn't matter who we are. What matters is what we know. Sam says, so, coin collector, huh, Wes? Wes looks at some coins that he has displayed on the walls and says, oh, yeah, my grandfather gave them to me. Dean asks, did you happen to lose one of these coins lately? And by lose, I mean drop it into a wishing well at Lucky Chen's and make a wish on it? Wes says, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Hope comes back in and says, okay, now, I have a lot of ideas, but, you know, we don't have all the money in the world. Wes is between jobs right now. Means more time for me. You know, I'm thinking of a Japanese-y Ikebana, Ikebana? I, I don't know how to say I that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, kind of thing. Dan says, yes, I can see it. Sam says, so, Hope, tell us how the two of you love, how you two lovebirds met. Hope says, oh, best day of my life. Dean says, I bet. She says, yeah, it's the funniest thing. We both grew up here, but I never really knew who he was. Not by name, anyway. Until one day last month, it was like I just saw him for the first time. He was just glowing. Oh, just glowing. And she starts petting his face. <laughs> the precious. I know. <laughs> Wes says, oh, babe, can you get us some coffee? She says, yeah, anything, yeah, and starts kissing him and doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Wes finally pries her off of him, and she goes to make coffee. Sam says, Wes, we know, so tell us the truth. We see Hope in the kitchen, eavesdropping. Wes says, my grandfather found the coin in North Africa, you know, World War II. He brought it back. He said that it was a real wishing grant, a, a real wish-granting coin, but that nobody should ever use it. It was all I had when he died. And I thought, well, you know what? Why not give the coin a shot? Sam says, yeah, well, now you're going to wish it back. Wes laughs and then sees that Sam and Dean are joking. He says, ha ha, no, I'm not. Mm -hmm. Dean says, if you don't stop it, something bad's going to happen. Sam says, something bad, like us. And Dean pulls out a gun and says, we really wish you'd come with us. (laughs) So we cut to Sam. I know, right? We cut to Sam and Dean and Wes driving in baby. Wes says, I don't get it. So my wish came true. Why does it have to be a bad thing? Sam says, because the wishes go south, Wes, your town is going insane. Dean says, come on, you're going to sit there and tell me that your relationship with Hope is functional, that it's what you wished for? Wes says, I wish that she would love me more than anything. Sam says, yeah, and how's that going? That seem healthy to you? Wes says, well, it's a hell of a lot better than when she didn't know I was alive. Dean says, you're not supposed to get what you want, man. Not like this. Nobody is. That's what the coin does. It takes your heart desires and it twists it back on you. You hear of the whole, be careful what you wish for. Just then the car hits something and maybe drives over someone invisible. (laughs) Sam says, did we hit something? Dean says, I didn't see anything. So they keep going and we see the invisible boy turn visible. Baby hit him. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's like, (laughs) inside baby. Wes says mockingly, careful what you wish for. You know who says that? Good looking jerks like you guys. The ones who got it so easy because you happen to be handsome. <laughs> Sam they says, do happen to be they handsome. They are actually <laughs> handsome, yeah. <laughs> Sam says, easy. Wes says, yeah, women look at you, right? They notice you. Sam says, believe us, we do not have it easy. Dean says, we are miserable. We never get what we want. In fact, we have to fight tooth and nail just to keep whatever it is we got. Sam says, but you know what? Maybe that's the whole point, Wes. Dean says, yeah, people are people because they're miserable bastards because they never get what they really want. Sam says, yeah, you get what you want, you go crazy. Dean says, take a look at Michael Jackson, huh? Or Hasselhoff. Mm. Wes says, you know what? Hope loves me now completely, and it's awesome. Besides, look around. Where's all this insanity you guys were talking about? We cut to the bullies that were being chased by Todd. They're hiding in a big truck when Todd circles them. The boys come up to a stop in front of the kids. Todd lifts up the side of the truck so it falls on its side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dan says, well, that should cover it. Todd screams, kneel before Todd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dean gets out of the car and says, I'll handle Todd. You get to Lucky Chins. So Sam and Wes drive away. To Todd, Dean says, hey, kid, can I talk to you for a second? Todd says, get out of my way. Dean (laughs) says, hey, okay, I can dig it, Todd. It's Todd, right? Look, I know the score. They're bullying you. Todd says, every day, every day, you do not know what it's like. Dean says, no, I don't, but, you know, you're you and I'm me. 
Which is so <laughs> fucking douchey. Yeah, God, thing to say. That yeah, you're supposed to be like making feel better and calming down. I right? know. Jeez, like, that dude. was super douchey. I thought. I mean, that's Dean. Though he has those moments. Yeah. <laughs> Todd says I couldn't stop him. I couldn't do anything. Then Audrey Elmer, Audrey Elmer told me the wishing well worked. Dean says, "Okay, look, I get it. They're mean little jerks, huh? But they're not superhuman like you. You see, with great power comes great." Just then Todd punches Dean in the face, <laughs> and Dean flies into some trash cans. <sighs> we cut to Sam and Wes arriving at Lucky Chen's. They get out of the car, and Wes says, that kid turned over that car like it was nothing. Sam says, you should have seen the teddy bear. <laughs> now, come on. Fun's over. Time to pull the coin. Wes says, well, why can't we just get what we want? Sam says, because that's life, Wes. Also, that would only make things way too easy. <laughs> yeah. Just then, a cloud overhead shoots a lightning bolt down to Sam, and he dies. Wes goes into Lucky Chen's and finds Hope standing at the wishing well. Wes says, Hope? She says, I had to do it, didn't I? He was going to make you wish away our love. We cut back to Dean. He gets up and yells, Hey, kid, to Todd. Dean says, I didn't want to have to do this. And then he punches Todd in the face. (laughs) Dean looks like he broke his hand. Todd grabs Dean by the collar. We cut back to Wes and Hope. Wes says, You wished a man dead? Hope says, I love you more than anything. Wes says, stop saying that. Stop it. (laughs) Hope says, but I do. More than anything. More than me. More than life. Oh, Wes, don't hate me. Wes kisses her and hugs her. He says, it'll be okay. I'll make it okay. And then he reaches into the well and pulls the coin out. We cut to Dean. Todd releases his hold on Dean. Dean says, okay, follow my lead and you won't have a problem. Come on. All the bullies are getting out of the truck. Deans gets near them, and to Todd, he says, Okay, man, no more. No more, okay? To the bullies, he said, he says, I wouldn't mess with this kid anymore if I were you. The kids back away from Todd and says, Stay back. Todd smiles and then walks away. So we cut back to Wes and Hope. Wes says, Hope? She says, Do I know you? Then she walks out of the restaurant. Which was really kind of sad. It was sad, but also he kind of deserved it. Oh, he totally deserved it. (laughs) So we cut to Sam, who wakes up. Wes comes out of the restaurant and gives Sam the coin, and he walks away. We see a newspaper headline that says, Winning lottery ticket, a fake. Then we see Audrey and her parents, who look very sunburned. (laughs) (laughs) Audrey is holding her teddy bear, who is back to small size. (laughs) The bullet hole has been uh, taped over. (laughs) They all walk by Dean, who waves at Audrey. Sam joins Dean and says, Well, the coin's melted down. It shouldn't cause any more problems. Dean says, Audrey's parents are back from Valley. Looks like all the wishes are gone. And so are we. They start walking, but Dean hangs on a second. But Dean, but Dean says, there we go. <laughs> Dean says, hang on a second. You were right. I shouldn't have lied to you. I do remember everything that happened to me in the pit. Everything. Sam says, so tell me about it. Dean says, no, I won't lie anymore, but I'm not going to talk about it. Sam says, Dean, look, you can't just shoulder this thing alone. You got to let me help. Dean says, how? Do you really think that a little heart-to-heart, some sharing and caring is going to change anything? Somehow heal me? I'm not talking about a bad day here. Sam says, I know that. Dean says, the things I saw, there aren't words. There is no forgetting, and there is no making it better, because it is right here. And he touches his head and says, forever. You wouldn't understand, and I could never make you understand, so I am sorry. Then Dean starts walking, and Sam follows. And credits. Okay, can I be the first to say that that Todd kid is creepy as all get out? Like, oh yeah, it's not. Even, it's like his coloring and like his facial expressions and stuff. It's like he I would like, want to meet that kid. He looks drugged out. I mean, I know yeah. the I know the actor is a child and is not actually drugged out, yeah. but he has that that look about like a him. Sunken eyes. Yeah, and when yeah. like dark circles under his eyes, uh-huh. and yeah, he just looks strung out. He's just creepy. Like that's that's a kid that I wouldn't really want to meet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, no. Also, like, yeah, he's just he's just freaky. But um, I think it's hilarious how Audrey, the girl with the teddy bear, is like totally over the teddy bear's nonsense. You know, like, oh yeah, she's just like, he needs help. Figure it out. You yeah. know, like, dude, this is why. You know, like, you're here for tea parties. You know, yeah. like, figure it out. You know, she's not even like worried. I mean, she's worried about him, but she's not like, my teddy bear came to life, and this is weird. She's like. Figure out how to deal with the tea parties, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is my... He's like, why am I here? And she's like, for tea parties. She's like not even concerned. (laughs) Which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Also, so 
when they were talking about the flaming gummy bear or the flaming flaming bears like have you ever seen the videos of the flaming gummy bears no i haven't they scream oh my god i don't like it like well so apparently i don't know if it's like certain types of gummy bears if it's like the sugar-free ones or the regular ones which apparently the sugar-free ones work pretty well as laxatives (laughs) oh i've heard that yeah (laughs) yeah but um yeah like they have like you i don't know if you light the gummy bear itself on fire or if you have to like put it in something that will, like, catch fire easier so it lights the gummy bear on fire. I don't remember. But, like, I remember a fair amount of time of people being obsessed with those flaming gummy bear videos because they just go, like, Oh, my God. (laughs) I've I've never heard of that. That's so funny. I'll have to YouTube it. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember it. But, like, and I think at some point somebody, like, did a video about like a flaming like one of those five pound gummy bears or whatever yeah. and they like lit the whole thing on fire I, all I remember like I don't remember the sound it made or anything but I just remember like this huge gummy bear just like f- flaming out you know? yeah <laughs> it's kind of great how funny but, okay yeah those are my thoughts <laughs> what was your favorite moment okay so I have a few okay. <laughs> um they're all quotes um, one is the Neo before Todd. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> and on Thursdays were teddy bear doctors. Of course, from Dean. yes. And then also from Dean, women showers. We gotta save these people. Because <laughs> I mean that like sums up Dean's personality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what were your favorite moments or moment? My or- favorite moment was when um, they're first meeting the teddy bear and they decide after talking to him to step aside privately talk to each other and Sam was like are we gonna kill this teddy bear <laughs> <laughs> is this what my life is becoming? yeah and, and they're like talking about how they're gonna do it but it was just like does this thing need to be dead like, <laughs> like is that what is it a threat like I don't know <laughs> what I, are that <laughs> yeah I just thought that was so funny like are we gonna do this I don't know like yeah yeah so our interesting facts from this week, um, it says, when talking to Wes, Dean says that they're also FBI, and on Thursdays, we're teddy bear doctors. <laughs> um, this refers to the fact that the show aired on Thursday night during season four. Oh. Cool. It's still on Thursdays, yeah? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's still on Thursdays. It used to be on Wednesdays, though, for a while, wasn't oh, it? Oh, okay. I don't remember. I'm fairly certain. I could totally be wrong, but I'm fairly certain it was around the time... It was. It was on Wednesdays because I remember for a good chunk of time, it was like I would go to the youth group after mm-hmm. work or whatever, and then I'd be like, okay, I have to get home by nine okay. for Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And, and there's a few other girls that were into like Supernatural too that were in the youth group, and so like you just see them like just disappear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, it, it was pretty good. Um, so... Uh, another one is Jared has said that during the day of filming the scenes in the Chinese restaurant, he was suffering very badly from food poisoning, which I think it's kind of funny because Dean was the one that was puking in that episode. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but it was really Jared who yeah. was actually suffering. That's... I mean, who knows if it was those same days that they were All right, that's right? true. Like, but whatever, I don't know. Oh, I wonder if that's the raw rib story. I haven't heard that story. When, what happens, have you ever, have you never seen the video that's like... The boys did, well, they didn't do a video, but it was during a convention, and somebody asked them, like, what they're like when they're drunk, or, like, what Mm -hmm. they do when they get drunk, or whatever, and Jared's story was that he eats food, like, he eats, and eats, you know, and so this is when him and Jensen were living together, and I guess Jensen had some ribs marinating in the fridge, Yeah, and so they got back, and Jared was like, I'm hungry, and ate all of the raw ribs, oh my and God. was like violently ill. Jeez. You know, because he just, I mean, he, and he didn't notice it, like, he was... He thought the next, they were cooked? Yeah, well, I don't even know if he thought that they were cooked. He was just like, food, I'm eating it, you know? Yeah. And he's like, well, I thought they tasted a little funny or something like that, but... Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and then, uh, I guess he wasn't able to really, like, shoot for quite a while until, like, he was just, like, in his trailer all day, super sick, and then they... 
eventually he like felt good enough to kind of like go and do some work or whatever. But I yeah. didn't know that story. Oh yeah, I don't remember. I I've seen it on Facebook pop up mm-hmm. quite a few times. Yeah. Next time I see it, I'll tag you in. Okay. Because I just like assumed that you would have seen that one because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. That, like you probably would have seen it too. That's so funny. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it's that's. I kind of wonder if that's this episode. You yeah. Know? If like. He was, it was the Probably. raw rib incident. You yeah, know? <laughs> I bet it was. Probably. But. Oh, God, can you imagine raw ribs? And, like, they wouldn't taste good. Well, if they were marinating, they probably just taste like the marinade. You know what I mean? I, mean, I guess, but, like, I don't know. Like, I, what does raw meat taste like if you're not, like, if it's not cooked? You know, I would assume, obviously, there's going to be a texture difference. A texture for sure. But as far as, like, taste goes... I would think there would be a difference there, too. Maybe he just didn't notice it enough because he was so drunk. Possibly. I mean, he had to be incredibly drunk. To not know yeah. that they are raw ribs. Right. You know, like, yeah. they are pink, sir. <laughs> they are oh, still pink. So gross. But, ugh. Anyways. <laughs> um... So the last interesting fact, it says, uh, Dean says to the little boy, with great power comes great responsibility. And this is the line from Spider-Man, which actor Ted Raimi appears and is directed by his brother, Sam Raimi. That's right. So. Yep. Ta-da. Spider-Man. Doing what a spider can. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything else. I don't either. (laughs) pretty much it. (laughs) But yeah. So anyways. Um, our research from this week was, of course, off of Wishing Wells. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is off of ancientorigins.net, um, and it's the, whoa, I just got a pop-up! Sign up for this! No, thank you. Uh, the ritual behind Wishing Wells, buying favors and good fortune. Um, so it says, the modern Western world is familiar with the concept of Wishing Wells, or bodies of water in which currency, most commonly in the form of coin, is tossed with the intention to make a wish. Um, some towns even host a fountain. Wait, some towns even host a fountain in the town square or epicenter in which passerby drop coins in hopes that their desires will be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, while this practice is common knowledge, the origin of the tradition is not. In fact, when and where this practice began is somewhat unclear. Um, as with many traditions that predate recorded history, pinning down one particular event or origin related to the wishing well is difficult. Um, many ancient practices span more than one culture, varying according to the practicing people. Um, but in regards to the phenomenon of the wishing well, there are undoubtedly age-old customs that correlate to the tradition of wishing over sacred water. Um, though the wishing well is considered to be a European tradition, it is important to understand the worldwide significance of clean water before the advent of indoor plumbing and water filtration. So I'd just like to pause here for a second, because I just had like a little like brain light bulb Mm -hmm. (laughs) so my grandpa it was german okay and i don't know if it's more of like a german thing or if it was just like a european you know like he built wishing wells oh my gosh like that was his thing. Like, he made so many of them. Like, I have one out on my balcony at my apartment. Oh, I remember you talking about that, actually. I mean, not talking about this, but having a wishing well. Yeah. uh Like, my parents have one in their yard. Mm -hmm. I think my aunt and uncle had one at one point, if they still have it. I don't know. But, like, yeah, that was, like, my grandpa's thing, was building, like, planter boxes and wishing wells. How cool. And they're not, like, wishing wells as in, like, there's water, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's just, like... There'll, it'll be just, like, empty in the middle so you could fill it with whatever you want. Or, like, it'll have, like, mine has, like, a little hanging basket on where you would, like, crank up the oh, yeah. thing or whatever. And then you can, like, put a plant in it, you know. Cool. So, but, yeah, kind of funny. European. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, wishing wells. Anyways. Um, where was I? Okay. Um, water is a source and sustenance of life. Um, all major civilizations developed around a source of water, mostly fresh, um, so that it could be used and utilized for drinking and other essential day-to-day activities such as agriculture. Um, these large bodies of water were also key in successful trade and defense. Um, on a smaller scale, clean water that emanated from springs or streams were also vital to local communities. Uh, structures often came to be built in the Hold on. Structures often came to be built around the source of this clean water to protect it from contaminants. Um, these wells often became a common meeting place for residents. Well, because, you know, that's where you get a drink of water. So. Yeah. <laughs> you'd think that you'd see a few people there. Um, yet the power of clean water went far beyond meeting the physical needs of its users. Um, many ancient cultures and religions ascribed magical qualities to clean water. Um, in regards to views on morals, a shared view was all 
was that all earthly things, including and oftentimes expressly mankind, uh, were unclean. As a result of this view, the common belief that water could counter those inherent affirmities rose. Infirmities, sorry, rose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Affirmities. What? Anyways. (laughs) Didn't quite make sense in the sentence, but I went with it. Um, Purification was thought to be achieved by means of ritual cleansing, sometimes uh, through so simple of an act as pouring water over a contaminated object. Hmm. I mean, washing it, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. the Celts and Germanic peoples are often cited in reference to the tradition of wishing wells. So there we go. Um, that makes sense in my family anyways. Um, <laughs> whoa, it's skipping. Okay. Uh, these two groups who are closely linked in origin thought such waters had mystical powers and believed them to be guarded by spirits. Um, these spirits were said to reside at the, to reside at the source of the water. Um, speaking something aloud over the source made it come to pass if the spirits were thus inclined. Hmm. Um, therefore, it became common practice to beseech the blessing of the well's divinity or spirit by offering something in return. Um, patrons would sacrifice coins and other valuables in hopes that the spirit would look upon them in favor and grant their wishes. Okay, so does that mean, like, if you were to go to a really, really old well that you'd probably find, like, a bunch of cool stuff at the bottom? Yeah, I bet. Like, I, I think so, yeah. What? Yeah, but if you take it, like, the spirit's gonna come get you. <laughs> Or you just have some cool stuff. <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's a bright anyway. side. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, um, it says, but how exactly did the, this tradition start? Um, Pliny the Younger, whoever that is. Okay. <laughs> what a horrible name. I know. <laughs> Wait, does that mean there's a Pliny the Elder? I would assume so. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Pliny's. I know. God. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, I can't think about that too much. <laughs> so the younger one of the Pliny's yes. um, wrote of it as early as the turn of the second sec- century, blah, when he stated that several separate springs converge into a broad still pool. Uh, there the water clears glass, allows you to see gleaming pebbles on the bottom and the coins that people have thrown in. Um, anthropologists at the University of California, uh, Irvine, so UCI, uh, point to early Celtic traditions. Um, one such example involved patrons tossing coins into a famous well in, oh, Karaburg? I don't know. Northumberland to appease Roman Britic Roman Britic <laughs> Roman Britain and Celtic goddess <laughs> Coventina. Huh. I'll go with Coventina. Um, this nymph goddess is said to have been associated with childbirth and healing, and her well, the source of a spring, is the center of a small temple. Um, numerous coins, buttons, votive beads, glass pieces, and pottery, along with other items, have been discovered in the well, most from the time period of the reign of Gratian, which was okay. 407 CE. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Never heard of them. Or yep. them. Or the time period. Or whoever. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whoever or whatever. <laughs> um An interesting observation made by researchers at UCI is that the coins found on site were generally of little or no value as currency during their period of use, implying that uh, the value of the coin did not correlate with the expected result. Okay. Um, The discovery of other objects, such as buttons and pins, again reaffirmed the belief that the value of the object did not coincide with the value of the wish or blessing being sought. Um, But is Coventina's sanctuary the the source of the wishing well tradition? Not likely. Uh, A story commonly cited in reference to this tradition is the legend of Mimir. Hmm. Um, Mimir was an Assyrian? Assyrian? It's A-E-S-I-R-I-A-N. Assyrian, maybe? Yeah, go with it. I'm going with Assyrian. God also believed to be a water spirit. Um, According to Norse tradition, as narrated by the Eddas and Volsung saga, um, Mimir resided by and guarded the Well of Wisdom. He drank from this well daily and was recorded to be the wisest of the world's beings. Um, The eldest Norse god, Odin, according to the text, was in need of the wisdom to save the world from destruction. He sought to drink from this well, but Mimir's fee for a drink from the well was steep, uh, the seeker's right eye. Hesitantly, Odin made this sacrifice to receive a drink. Um, It is said his eye 
was then tossed into the well so that others would see the price that must be paid. Ew. Hmm. <laughs> Mimir's tail. No one's drinking from that. Oh, I know. That it's water. contaminated now. There's a friggin' eyeball in there, dude. Ew. <sighs> okay, why am I having, like, a cauldron pop up into my mind with, like, eyeballs floating in it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's getting too close to Halloween, folks. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is, I think. And I love it. <laughs> um, so, Mimir's tale brings the sacrifice to yet another level, showing that the desire to attain a blessing did not stop with patrons offering physical possessions, but some form of human or animal sacrifice. In fact, several cultures, including Celtics, were known to make blood gifts to their deities, some including animal, even human sacrifice. Have you ever seen... Oh, you haven't seen Vikings. You no. shouldn't watch Vikings yeah. also. Someone told but, me that, too. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a good show, but there is a lot of, like, nasty, gory stuff. Like, there's this thing called a blood eagle. Have you ever heard of that? No. Where they would, like, take their enemies or whatever. They would basically, like rip their lungs out through their back. They would, like, crack open their back, open up their rib cage, and, like, pull their lungs out and just kind of, like, pull everything on the outside that was supposed to be inside. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. And they do that a couple times in the show, and it's gross. Yeah. Like, nah. Usually I'm pretty good with gore, but, like, if there's a lot of, like, torture, like, if that person was still alive and, like, suffering through that, I have a hard time with oh, that. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. It's, like, yeah. it's it's a form of killing them. It's, like, a slow and painful death. Yeah. You know? Ugh, like, yeah. Yeah. No. Because if they were already dead, like, I wouldn't have so much of a problem right, with it. If they're, right. But they're alive. And, like, I had a hard time watching that. And yeah. I'm usually just like, okay, whatever. It's fake. But, like, mm-hmm. ugh. Anyways. All the cracking and ugh. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Gross. <laughs> Anywho. Um... So it says, while we may never know the exact origin of this customary practice, one thing is certain. Um, it continues to go strong even in this modern era. It was reported in 2006 that tourists deposited uh, just under 3 million pounds sterling per year into the Fountain Money Mountain. Okay. Huh. Um, are these well-wishers consciously praying to a guardian god when they toss in their monetary sacrifice? Or would they be willing to spill their... Oh, wait, no, it says, would they be willing to spill their blood or sacrifice an eye to see the fruition of their desires? Again, not likely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... That's cool. That's our wishing well, yeah. Laura. Um, so what was your idget or ass butt moment from this week? <laughs> okay, well, Killian went to, uh, well, Eric and I went with him to a preschool field trip to a pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. And um, there's they did a lot of things there, but at one point all the kids were sitting down and the woman who worked at the farm, who was kind of leading them from area to area, mm-hmm. was giving them, like showing them a science experiment. And it was basically like a... F- pumpkin floating in water basically uh-huh. and she, you know after this whole long thing she's like now does anyone know why the pumpkin is floating and Killian stands up and it says it's because the density of the pumpkin is less than the water or he said something like that uh-huh. and he said it correctly and uh-huh. I was blown the fuck away <laughs> it's like hold on I was I know I, I like basically was like what <laughs> and the teacher his main teacher was standing next to me and she like patted me and she's like good job mama and I'm like okay listen I don't know where he got that <laughs> that is all YouTube none of that was me that is all YouTube and it was just so funny um, and so then later in the evening, I'm telling my mother the story in front of Killian. Uh-huh. And Killian goes, it's like YouTube's my new parents. Oh, <laughs> no! Oh, no! I know. I just started uh, laughing because it's what do you so do? lame. Yeah, like, I, what do you do at that point? Oh, God. Oh. I felt so, like, I'm like, Failing and succeeding all at the same time. I mean, he's learning stuff, so it's not like it's terrible. I know. But like, ah, kid. I know. I was just like, wow, I hope you don't truly feel that way. Like, YouTube's not going to give you a bath, okay? <laughs> They're not going to wipe your butt for you. Yeah, exactly. YouTube is not feeding you. <laughs> God. Anyway, it was, it just oh, made me no. feel so lame, but also it was hysterical. Oh, that yeah. little ass butt. I know. Oh. Okay. What was your Asian or ass butt moment? Okay. So I have a cat now. Yay. His name is Steve. He's so cute. Steve. Okay. 
Steve is a really good cat. Like, he doesn't get into things. He doesn't do things he shouldn't, necessarily. Like, yeah. every once in a while, he'll kind of, like, scratch on the rug that I have. But, mm-hmm. like, he's not scratching on, like, the carpets in my apartment or anything. It's like, okay, if you're going to just pick one thing to destroy, like, you should claw at your cat tree. But also, yeah. like, if it's my carpet, instead of, like, something that I have to pay to replace, like, fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. Um... But anyways, so um, I had to take him to the vet because his eye was kind of goopy and he's got like a couple baldy patches and stuff and like he's Mm -hmm. had them, well he had one while he was at the shelter and so I was like, okay, you know, but then like another one popped up and then another tiny little one popped up Mm -hmm. and this was all like after I had called the vet being like, hey, I just want to take him in for a checkup or whatever and they're like, okay. So, anyways, he, I get him in his carrier, which he was not thrilled about because, okay, if you think about it. The last time he was probably in a carrier, other than coming to my apartment, was going to the pound. Yeah, so he so, thought you were taking him to the pound. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, well, I don't know if that's what he thought, but, like, I could see where there would be the correlation there, you know? Yeah. He's like, I thought we were friends, man! You know? Yeah. Like, what the heck? You know? But, um, yeah, so... <laughs> I, you know, I eventually have to stuck him, stuff him in butt end first because oh, yeah. he is not going into this thing, you know? Right. And so I, like, tip it upside down and I'm, like, shaking him into it like you'd shake a pillow into a, yeah. a pillowcase, you know? And I'm just like, come on, get in there! Um, and so, you know, he was kind of yowling, like, I get him in the car and he's, you know, meowing and kind of like, oh, no, you know? And I'm yeah. like, okay. And, you know, okay, he'd also eaten, like, Mm -hmm. a half an hour before we left, right? Okay. (laughs) So, he's yowling and yowling, and then eventually he just, like, I turn on music, though, and he shuts right up, right? So, I'm like, okay, so I turn on some music, he got quiet, and then about ten minutes into the drive, all of a sudden, he's, like, looking at me and shaking Mm. and meowing frantically, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, and I'm like, okay, this is not the same meowing that was happening earlier, like, what is going on? And his eyes are huge. And he's, like, (laughs) staring me down, full body shaking, screaming, going, oh, my God, something bad's about to happen! Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And then, like, he eventually kind of calmed down, but and then he just, like, looked really sad, and he kind of, like, curled up into his little, like, carrier or whatever, and every once in a while he just let out a... I'm like, what the heck? And then I smelled the worst thing! (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. He... That's my son you're hearing in the background. He's he's upstairs with his grandma and grandpa while we podcast. So I'm amazed that he hasn't made any noise until just now. I know. It's sorry for the interruption. Okay, keep oh, no, going. It's good. So what anyways, did you smell? So I smelled the worst thing ever. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Killian agrees. Yeah. And so what had happened was he pooped and peed Aww. in his carrier. But check this out. So his carrier, I didn't get, like, one of those plastic ones mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, like, one of those duffel ones will be a little more comfortable, will be a little more squishy and probably less, like, you know, sterile, yeah, you know, sort of thing, which also, yes, it's less sterile, <laughs> turns out, because it went straight through the duffel bag and into my car seat. Oh, no. So I had cat crap smeared on the back of my seat and then cat pee like soaked into the seat of my car and I'm just like oh it was so bad and then like and then I said something you know because I started smelling and I was kind of like oh what the heck but this was like after the frantic meowing like a little while after like I didn't smell it immediately Mm -hmm. and so I was like and then I was like, oh, God, Steve! Yeah. <laughs> and he looked at me and looked so ashamed. Oh. I have never seen a cat look ashamed in my life. This yeah. Is the and he was just like, oh, my God, this is the, I'm so sorry. You know, and he's, like, looking at me, and his eyes are huge. It's like puss in boots. Yeah, you know? like, oh, yeah. His eyes were just huge and dilated, and he just starts, like, shaking again. Oh. And I'm like, it's okay, poor guy. You yeah. Know, okay, probably what had happened was he was a nervous wreck because he thought he was going back to the pound. Yeah. Also, he just ate, like, a half an hour before. Yeah. And so you, like, shove him full of food, you stuff him in a carrier, freak him out, and then he just pooped everywhere. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, I would probably do the same thing in that yeah. situation. <laughs> you know? So I was just kind of like, okay, I couldn't even be mad at him. No. But I was just like, oh, God. It was like the worst smell ever so i get into the vet clinic right and he's like his carrier is like clearly seen better days right yeah and like 
he's covered in poop, the carrier's covered in poop, and, yeah. like, everything is wrong, and it smells so bad. Yeah. I was like, okay. And the, the assistant there was, like, super awesome. She's like, do you want me to take him and give him a bath? I'm like, yes, please. She's like, I'll clean out the carrier the best I can, too. I'm like, thank you. That is so like, nice. You are the best. <laughs> like It probably the happens best. all the time. Oh, I'm sure. But, yeah. yeah. And then the vet was like, you know, there's a spray that'll keep him calm if you need it. Oh. Okay, just in case we're in the future. I was like, okay. That's so. amazing. We'll see. But that was my, I mean, it was me being an idiot because I didn't realize, like, I probably should have, like, kept him from eating food. But also, mm-hmm. like, he was kind of an ass butt for pooping and peeing oh, in yeah. my car and getting it in the seats. Oh, Ugh, it was nasty. I'm so sorry. So gross. But your car is okay now. My car is okay now. I sprayed it, like, once after the whole vet appointment, they gave me, like, this bottle of, like, super cleaner stuff oh, and a cool. couple of regs. So I cleaned it out. And then, but the carrier was still gross, and I had to put that back in the seat of the car. So, like, once we got back home, I threw that in the wash. Thank goodness I could just, like, go straight into the washing machine. And then, like, really scrubbed it out with some stuff that I had gotten to, like, like, it gets rid of all the ammonia and all that sort of stuff in it. And so, I was like, okay. So, my car got cleaned twice. It doesn't stink. Good. And the car seat actually looks cleaner than what it did before. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Not that my car is that dirty, but yeah. now I have a horse. There's dirt and hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. All over it. All of my stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah. Steve was an ass butt and I was oh, a midget. yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel bad for him yeah. now. He couldn't help it. Right, so. of course. Yeah. All right. Well, nope. thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgetsandassbuttspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is filled out or visit our Facebook page. It's an Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.